Good morning, everybody. Well done to everybody who managed to make it down the road with the floods. My phone has been pinging this morning with people saying, we actually, our roads are flooded in a certain part. We can't get out. Some Emma, bless her, the kids pastor, put was in her wellies with her children, brushing the path down to try and stop the water from getting in a house. So well done. Somebody in the church, instead of coming from New York to England, has ended up in Amsterdam. So, <laughs> so you made it. You're here. Fantastic. Um, Bami, oh, wow, what a, a wonderful thing to say. And it really ties in with what we're talking about this morning and how important the church is. Do you know, do you know how important it is? The church is crucial. Imagine for a moment Bami rocks up to a door with nobody stood on it, with everybody in their own little clique just chatting in the cafe and just glancing at him. I'm not sure he'd have come back, but he did. He did, because of how incredible this church is. And two and a half years on, we're saying goodbye to him, richer, (laughs) for knowing him. And, and this, there are so many people waiting to come into this church, and people come and people stay, and it's because it's the church of Jesus Christ, uh, where love flows, and joy flows, and peace flows, and friendships are formed, and so make sure at the end of the service, go and give Bami a high five, and give him a love on the way out. If you're new here today, or maybe you've been coming for a few weeks, you're incredibly welcome. Everybody's welcome. Um, If you're listening on the podcast, maybe you've just recently moved into the area and you're trying to find a church, we want you to know that you belong here and that you are welcome here. And like we've just said, you would find a warm welcome. Maybe you're listening on the podcast, not because you've moved into the area. Maybe you're looking for peace. Maybe you're looking for hope. Maybe you're looking for answers. We want you to know today that you would find it here because here we talk about Jesus and he is the answer to everything you've got. So why not move from listening online and coming into the service and seeing all these incredible people that are waiting to greet you. So let's say this in faith like we mean it. I am a child of God, so I am entitled to all the benefits that brings. Right now, I'm ready to listen to all that God has to say to me and to respond with faith, belief, and be changed by his word. Amen. Amen. Are we ready for a good service? We've already had a good service, haven't we? Did anybody else just find that worship? Like, I found myself on my knees, and the only word I could keep saying over and over and over again was thank you. Thank you. When you realize where he's brought you from and what he's brought you through, like words fail you. And I could, all I could say was thank you. Thank you as I thought about his faithfulness. I want to talk a little bit about where it all began. Now, I know we did Vision Sunday a few months ago and we talked on this subject, but I, I want to talk on it from a completely different angle. The title of my message for today is Eternity Starts Here. Anybody else interested in eternity? Okay, well, the reality of it is it starts here. And now it starts today. Eternity starts here. Sometimes eternity is something that happens at the end of a story. You know, and you think, okay, well, when I've lived my life, this story called life, and I'm a Christian, then I'll start eternity. But I want to say as Christians, the responsibility of eternity starts here. And it starts now. So where did it all begin for us as a church? The, the church was first started on a word from God that was build my house. It talks about um, you, you live in your sealed, luxurious houses, yet my house lies in ruins. Build my house was the word. Right. For me and Barry, it, our journey as leaders of this church started on the 2nd of June, 2013. So that's nearly seven years ago. Um, and boy, did we begin a journey. Now, that date was like the public declaration of the journey. We'd been on the journey for a good while. God had been speaking to us, and people had been giving us prophecies, and prophecies are just where God speaks about something that is to come. But we started, and 2nd of June, 2013, I remember the day that Pastor Tina was going to say to the church that we were the next leaders, and we would be the ones to take the church forward. And... 
I don't think I've ever really missed having a church or having a sick child. We just haven't. We just, kids have just come along. And that day, I'll never forget, a sickness bug hit our Eleanor so bad that like she couldn't go a couple of minutes without being sick. And I'm like, what are we supposed to do? Like, Barry, like, what am I supposed to do? Because we're meant to be getting prayed in this morning as the leaders of the church. You can go, but what are we going to do? And I remember coming late to church and scooping Eleanor up. And this is the start of our public journey. And carrying her in, and we were in a community center in the upper room, in the upstairs room. And there were downstairs, there were settees, and laying her on the settee, and a lady from church looking after her for me. And I was like, I'm going to be back in about 10 minutes. And went upstairs, and that was when the journey began, and we were anointed to lead this church forward. And I remember going downstairs, and I'm to scoop her back up, because it wasn't fair on the lady she kept being sick on, and carried her back home. And that's how the journey began. But when that journey began, we know prior to this that what God was calling us to was a a great vision. And when I say a great vision, it's a great vision because it's God's. I've got put this on today because I want to have a bit more of a chat than a preach, so I might sit down in a little bit. It was an. Inf- it's going to be an influential vision. It was going to be a large vision. God had given us actual visions of what this would look like, and it was so far from like where we were at the time. But when you know God's spoken to you, can I say to you, it doesn't matter what it looks like at the time. You've got to keep your eyes fixed on where he's taking you in. And for Hope Church, we're not at the end. We're still at the beginning. And God's given us a 10-year vision plan that takes us to 2027. But hey, when we reach 2027 and the vision is, uh, is fulfilled, that's still not the end. Because there is still more. Because this is God's work, so it never ends. It never gives up. Nothing can come against it and bring it down because it's the work of, of God. And So when we stepped into what God was calling us to, to lead the church and to work for him, and it was, it was an incredible step of faith, but when you know he's faithful, it's okay, you know, and I'm not saying this to biggles up or anything like that, we, careers were laid down, Barry had a career and he laid it down to build the house because God had told us to. Now, I'm not saying go and give your jobs up, right, and that, hear me out, that's not what I'm saying, but Barry knew that God had said, this is the, this is the road you guys have got to take, you've got to be all in. And you're going to build a house. And so we did. We laid down careers. We, as a family, we're just an ordinary family. And we just said yes. That was it. We just said yes. We just said yes, God. Okay, that's what you're calling us to. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll build the house. We'll go all in. Because we had eternity in mind. And because we knew everything that God had done for us. And where he'd brought us from, from Barry's messed up life to my messed up life, that sometimes on the outside our lives look absolutely wonderful and we don't look like we need a saviour, <laughs> but we do. Yeah, and because of what he'd done for us, we knew that we had to have eternity in mind of others because people had eternity in mind when people prayed for us and stepped out for us and we're just a family that said, yeah, to create a home where people could come to and belong. A place where people could feel safe. A place for you. A place that you could come to and remain. A place that you could come to and be built up, not because of us, but because of him. A house that radiated Jesus. A, a, A church that was known because Jesus is here. A church that was known because we truly want the heart of God to take place here and that is what it's all about so we started in a community center or the church didn't start there me and Barry did we when the church was passed to me and Barry we were handed a really healthy core of a church you know really really good people and some of those people are still with us and they have been on on the journey with us and they're still here we were handed a healthy core, and it was that you have the vision now to take this forward and, 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 and live out what God is saying for this church. And then we started in the upstairs room of a community center, and it seemed so big at the time. And then you realize, oh, it wasn't that big. And then from there, we moved to a bigger room because we started to fill that room. And I think I've got, I'm going to, and the PA team will probably hate me for walking down here, but I think we've got the picture. This was of our second venue. 
okay? And there are more chairs out than people that would arrive. Because we always believed in putting more out because we believed that God was going to fill it. And so the chairs that you see out there, is that Neil Drake up behind that uh, the little desk at the back? Neil, is that you? Probably, that was the PA desk. This building had a delightful smell, um, <laughs> to say the least, and strange posters on the wall about getting your health in check. And it wasn't a great building, but it was where we began to grow. And so you look there and you go, okay, right, okay. And you're probably trying to work out how many chairs are there. I've not counted, to be honest with you. Does anyone know? 40, I'm guessing. Um, but there were more chairs out than there were coming. At that moment in time, what we're in today seems so far-fetched. Yeah. It felt like it was completely unachievable. But it's like what Barry said at the beginning, have a vision, have a dream that will fail without God intervention. And so that's how things looked. And when you look at where we are now and the fact that our kids have a full kids service out in the building because we can't fit everybody in one room, you can see, can't you, that God's blessing is on this church. And whatever anybody else is doing outside of this church, we can only get involved in what God's called us to get involved in. And so when we moved from there, we moved into the Pyramid Centre. And no matter how clever you are at playing with chairs... 60 chairs don't fill the pyramid centre of a room. And I remember the first service, we put 60 out. We were like, oh, we're going to put 60 chairs out. And putting it out, and there were was, there was spare chairs, of course, but people began to come. And on our lunch day of being in the pyramid centre, a man came to preach called Mark Stevens. I don't know if any of you know of him. And he came to preach. We didn't know him. And he gave us a prophecy from God that people would join this church with all the giftings that would be needed for this house to flourish. He talked about this house being known globally. Um, and he said that there would be people come to this house with all the gifts that are needed and ones that you wouldn't expect because they would be needed to grow this house into everything that God had planned for it. When Mark talked about that, Mark talked about a diverse team. He talked about many different giftings and abilities coming, way beyond what we actually thought we were going to need. And if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15 to 20, this is a, a well-known portion of, of the Bible, for, probably for many people. But it talks about a diverse team. So it talks about if the foot says, I am not, part, not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Our physical body, which has been used as an example there, is diverse. I am a diverse person. And the team of church is diverse. When Mark gave that prophecy, he talked about a diverse team that will build this church. And you look and you say, we've got a kids leader, we've got praise and worship leaders, we've got a youth leader. and Oh, that's okay, that's what we need. But God is like, no, 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 this house is going to be so much more. I'm going to bring along giftings to make this team that's going to build this house diverse. Today, we are stronger than we have ever been. Yeah. Hannah, who and Chasey were here, the Americans that were on the stage in the worship team, she's been now about three, was that a fourth time of coming back to church um, after doing a year with us? And she said this, she said, Vicky, there is such a marked difference in the church than there has ever been. She said, the people that are here in this church with you are so very different. Uh, she said how when she's come in the past, there's always been little holes to fill. And she was like, you've got really strong people who want to build a house, Vicky. It's amazing. You've got people who love the house. Yeah. They just want to build the house rather than, oh, yeah, I'll build the house, but actually I'm going to do this. And, and she was like, you've got a great group of people. And me and Barry have been saying, this is like the strongest. We're in such a strong place. And it's great when somebody comes in and says that. But we're in a strategic time, and all the way on our journey from showing that picture and before and after, there's been strategic times of growth. 
where we know that the next phase is in the process of being birthed. And that's where we're at now. The last 12 months for us, I would say, has been a time of labor. Ready for the birth. And you know, in labor, sometimes you're going to need a bit of medication. I'm going to get in. <laughs> now I'm a little worried I'm going to sit on this and it's going to fall. That the screw's not been putting properly. No, we're okay. I would say this last year has been a, a time of labor because the next phase was on its way. You see, Barry talked before to Bammy about an enemy. And we do, we have an enemy. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. God has an enemy. And he will present in many different ways, church. But his ultimate goal, he has a goal, and it is to bring down the kingdom of God. Right. Now, we can't do that because he's defeated. Yeah. He, he just, he can't. There's like, there's no way around it. He can't do it. But he can cause trouble, and he can try and cause damage, but he can't win. Can I just ask, could these spotlights just come down a touch, just so I could see, look, just so I could see people without, you've all like got halos on? Because of the lights, maybe you have. Maybe, maybe. maybe you have. Maybe we're having a heavenly moment. Um, so, the last 12 months have been like labor for us. There, things have tried to stop it. People have tried to stop it. Schemes have come and schemes have gone. But you cannot stop the work of God. Yeah. You cannot stop the work of God. Anyone who tries isn't actually working against us. They're working against him. And we'll just keep going. Anybody else with us? We're just going to keep going. And we're going to keep going. Um, And when I say make this church, I'm not trying to say it's about us, but make this church all that God intended it to be. Because we're going to keep on going, and we're going to be committed, and we're going to be faithful, we're going to have longevity. Like Jeff, how long have you been in the church? Yeah, he's forgotten. Tracy, Joyce, Tina, Stella, all the people that have had longevity. It says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 18, I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now, it doesn't say... All the powers of of hell won't try to conquer it. It says it won't conquer it. But it doesn't say it won't try. And and when there is something significant happening, there is a move of God happening, there is a move of people who no matter what will keep proclaiming the name of Jesus as the answer to everything that people need, attacks will come on it. And it will come in all different ways. I heard a great preacher say this. It was, it, well, it, it was, there were a couple, and it, and it was the woman that said it. And they'd been through a really difficult time. And she said, church, maybe you thought the enemy had come for us. But when the enemy came for us, he came for you. Yeah. Because what he came for was the church. Yeah. That's what he came for. Yeah, right. And he just figured that trying to take us out of the picture would affect everything. Yeah, that's right. But it's the work of God. It can't fail. Providing we keep ourselves on track, if we're not keeping ourselves on track, God can move us out of the way, but this is God's work. And when the enemy thought he could come and try and take us out, actually, what he wasn't trying to take us out. He's trying to take this out, the church, because he knows what is intended for this church and what it's going to be. So it says all the powers of hell will not conquer it, but it will try to, but it can't succeed Church, eternity starts here. What we do in this church matters. What The part you play matters. There was a song when I was a little girl that used to say, too many lives depend on what I do. So give me the strength, O oh Lord, because I'm going on for you. And I want to talk to you and say this. You may turn up here on a Sunday and you may think you don't play any part at all. <coughs> Keep turning Keep turning up because you are a part of this and we are entering the next phase of growth right now. This is why the last year has been the way that it's been. And we're okay with that. Has it been tough? Of course it's been tough sometimes. But we've known at all costs why it's been tough. And it's because of the call of God that is on this church because it was built on the verse. 
And so we're entering this new phase of growth. What I would say to us is this next phase is ready to take its first breath. And the labor is tough. And I'm sorry if anybody didn't realize labor before childbirth was tough, but it is, (laughs) all right? I don't want to scare anybody, but it is. But it produces something. It produces something. If you stay the course, and when you're in labor, there's no way out. So if you, <laughs> if you look at it this way, when life's tough, stay the course, because it produces something beautiful. I couldn't, I, I've been in labor many times. <laughs> many. <laughs> Barry says I'm a cheat, though, because I got five, and I only had to do labor four times. But let's have a labor story. Labor's tough, right? And you think it was just tough for the woman. But it's not. Because on one of my occasions, oh, it's like a labor story, people. No. A labor story. No. On, <laughs> on one of my occasions, I was delivering twins. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't walk out. Like, this has got to happen. Like, like, these babies are coming out. So I got two babies to remove from my body, okay? And it all went a bit crazy at the end, and I I had to go for an emergency section. So as they've got me laying a trolley, and they're running me down the corridor, and I'm laying on my back, and all I can see are the lights flashing past me, my supportive husband, who labor is tough for, is running alongside the trolley, going to me, oh, my feet are killing me. Wellies were a bit small. Oh, <laughs> Labour can be tough, can't it, Barry? Yeah. But it produced something great for him. He got these two amazing little boys, and it produced something incredible. Now, when a birth is happening, there is a team that is needed for that birth. So, I'm, a, I'm trying to make a list. If there's any midwives or anybody in here, you're going to tell me I'm wrong, but you're going to need different kinds of doctors. Barry thinks we're experts. I still don't know what I'm doing. My kids will tell you that. You're going to need different kinds of doctors. You're going to need more than one midwife. You're going to need care assistants. You're going to need a registrar that will register the birth of the baby. You're going to need a health visitor. You're going to need an anaesthetist. You're going to need somebody who does the admin. You're going to need... I've not got my glasses on, I thought I said physics, I'm thinking a physics teacher, physios, special care teams, cleaners, delivery drivers, because that was everything you're going to need, going to arrive at the hospital without a delivery driver. When a new birth is going to take place, a team is needed to support the birth. When you have two babies, you have double the team. I'm being serious, you have double the team, I kid you not, double the team. My room was absolutely crazy. Probably trying to sort Barry's shoe footwear out, but my my room was crazy because the bigger it got, the more people that were needed. And if we're talking about growth here, a bigger house needs a bigger foundation and a bigger structure. You can't have a seven-bedroomed house with the structure of a three-bedroom one. The foundations need to be bigger to sustain the growth and the size of the house, the structure needs to change. With the best all in the world in a three-bedroomed house, if you've got upstairs and you've got three bedrooms, you can't divide those three bedrooms into a seven bedrooms and it actually be somewhere that's comfortable and nice to be. Because there is a pinch, there is a tightness, there's an unpleasantness because everybody's stretched and everybody's on top of each other. And so what I want to talk about today, church, is that this is God's work. And we can't have a seven-bedroomed house on a three-bedroom foundation. And every person who has walked through these doors from the time of that picture has been a life for Jesus. Whether that's because you discovered Jesus here or you already knew him, but you've come here and you've planted yourself and you've grown in him. Every person who will walk through that door is a life that matters to Jesus that is coming home to God's house. When we have visitors coming over to our house, we have to have a team in place. We have teamwork. The kids do not like the teamwork. 
Well, some of them maybe do, but maybe not. And we have, okay, you take care of the living room. Right, there's a toddler coming around. Move all the ornaments out the way. Okay, can you sort that area out? Can you sort that area out? I'm going to sort the food out in the kitchen. And there is a team mentality to get ready for when guests walk through the doors because it's our home. Church, can I say if you call this place home, we need you on the team (laughs) for this place to grow. Because we can grow But I don't want to grow with people, and Barry doesn't want to grow with people, and because there isn't the foundation in place to look after people, that people get lost, and people end up moving on elsewhere because there was nobody that looked out for them. There was nobody that could see if they weren't okay. There was nobody to welcome them on the door. We've made a place here for you to belong, but we can't make you belong. That's a connection from you. Maybe you come here week in, week out, and you feel like nobody ever knows me. No one even knows me. And I've been coming for two months, I've been coming for three months, I've been coming for six months, I've been coming for two years. Can I ask, do you make yourself known? We're really big on looking after people, and we can get better. But it's not all on people in the church to make you known. I want to say, put your roots down. Don't visit any longer. Move in. Unpack your case. Kick off your shoes. (laughs) It's time to move in and be part of the home and make yourself known. Are you in a life group? Are you in a team? One of the greatest ways to be involved and to feel like you're connected somewhere isn't just to turn up and go home. It's to get involved in something. And the reason why it's set out here today is because we're saying, hey, listen, we're going to change the foundations and the structure because actually we're going for a seven-bed house rather than a three. So for the next year, we want to double this church in the next year. Why do we want to double this church? To make us look good? No, because every single person that has walked in through this door in the last seven years has been a life. And the ones that are going to walk in this next year and beyond is a life. And it's a life for Jesus. And eternity starts here. And it starts now. And it starts on the front door. And it starts on the footpath outside in the wind and the gales, trying to tell people where they can park because they're new and they don't know where to go. And we all know where to go. Eternity starts here. You could think, oh, Vicky, you're being a bit far-fetched. Let me tell you a story of a lady that was heading for a bridge to end her life. And it was a Sunday morning. It wasn't this church. It's a church of some friends of ours. And it was a Sunday morning, and something in her reminded her, well, it was the Holy Spirit, wasn't it, of a church she once went to as a little girl with her mum. And on the way to the bridge... She said, God, I'm going to give you one more chance. And she drove that car to the church where she'd been as a little girl. And she said, when she turned up on the car park, her testimony is this. The person that greeted me on the car park changed everything. Because eternity starts here. And it starts with us. And then from that, she went in and was greeted on the door. And then someone took her through to the cafe and sat with her and had a drink. And then someone took her into the meeting. And then the worship began. But you see, eternity started before the worship. And then the preach got up. And eternity started before the preach. And she responded to the preach. And now she's serving Jesus. And she's married with children. And so it's not far-fetched to say eternity starts here. Eternity starts here. It's such a joy to serve God in his house. It's not a chore. It's not a right to just, oh, lay it down like this, and well, I don't, and I hold it. No, no, this is like, wow, church, God's asked us to play a part in eternity, in this part of his kingdom, in this house. Now, understand You can just turn up and you can just go home and you can do that every week. We are not going to throw you out of the church. If that's what you want to do, you can do that. But I would say, when it's home, there's a responsibility for the house. And there's a responsibility for your brothers and sisters in the house. 
And there's a responsibility for the aunties and the uncles and the grandmas and the granddads and the parents. You see, a house can't flourish just because of the parents. It's about team first. It's not about being on a team here and when it's not your week and you can see somebody else really pulled out trying to fill two slots going, I'm not on team this week. We may have rotors, but we are a team. We are a team. This is God's church and we are a diverse team. Acts chapter 4 verse 32 says, all the believers were united in heart and mind. All the believers, those that believed in Jesus Christ were united in heart and mind around the same purpose and around the same mission. And if you read it later on, it says, and they were added to daily, those that were being saved. Church, do we want those that were being saved? Those that are being saved added to us daily. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine what it will be like? But we've got to be united in one heart and in one mind around the mission and the purpose. And that is about lives. These people in Acts, they were fully committed. They were fully committed to the church. We talked about an enemy. The enemy hates the church. Like, he hates us. Right? Sorry about that. Does that upset you? He hates us. If you're a Christian, he hates you. So just be careful you don't get caught up in his antics. Because when we talk against the church, we talk against God. When we begin to stir and listen to things that we shouldn't be listening to, and we talk against him. And anybody who wants to be a part of the move of God, all the believers were united in heart and mind and were fully committed to the house. They brought what was needed to the house so there wasn't any lack, so that you didn't have one person that was getting burnt out because they were trying to do five different jobs, that you didn't have the people that in there that actually, they didn't even have food on the table, they were so poor. Because every single need was met in the house because the believers were united around the vision. Jesus stepped up for us. And he didn't just step up, stepped in. Jesus, he stepped into our mess and he stepped up and put it all right. I want us to look at the church, our Sunday gatherings, what goes on throughout the week as well, with completely different eyes. I want us to look at it not as a place that we attend and we worship together, which is incredible and it's amazing and it's what we should do. I don't want us to look at it with eyes where we'll go in the Word and we'll get fed and then we'll go home. I want us to look at it with eyes like Jesus looked at us, where he stepped up and he stepped in. Church, we're going for a seven-bedroomed house on a foundation of a three-bedroom one. The people that have got us to the three-bedroom stage have been phenomenal. We are in our best stage that we've ever been in. We send texts out saying, we need help in this area. We need help. The amount of people that go, I'll be there, I'm coming, count me in. Like, we have got incredible teams in this place. But if we try and build a seven-bedroomed house on the teams that we've got, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. This is God's church. He didn't breathe this church and speak this church into being for us to be in lack. He's made sure that right now the miracle for what we need to build a seven-bedroomed house is in the house. Can you spot the miracle? Because I spot it. I can spot the miracle. It's actually in the room. Can anybody see the miracle that's going to change this foundation for us? I'm being serious. It's in, the, it's in the room. Can anybody see it? Look around. Can you spot it? Please go with me. Play with me. It's in the house. It's actually in the room. And it will change the foundation for where God intends to take us for the next year and beyond. 
Has anybody spotted the miracle? Put your hand up. After three, one, two, three, the miracle is? Pause. I actually, my prop, is to have a secret camera on here. And when I said the miracle is, you were all going to appear on the screen. <laughs> because God has provided the miracle in the house for the foundations to be as big as it needs to be for this next season, for it to be a firm foundation and a strong foundation. And guess what? God brought you because he knew you were up to it. You might doubt yourself, but God brought you because he knew you were up to it. God was like, hey, I can entrust those kids that haven't arrived yet of mine. I can entrust them to you, and I can entrust them to you, and I can entrust them to you. If you just step up and step in, you can do it. You can nail this. Because the responsibility of your house is about team first. All the believers were united in heart and mind, fully committed. Is this your home today? Have you unpacked your case? If you've not, it's time. Because if I didn't use my hand, it wouldn't not be part of the body, it would still be attached to my body, but it would become lifeless. It would become withered. Because it needs to be used. It needs to be used. And God has placed gifts in you. And they need to be used. God has placed abilities in you. And they need to be used. And you might look and think, well, I'm not a kids leader. And I'm not a worship pastor. And I'm not this and I'm not that. That's okay. Because we're building a diverse church with a diverse team of people. And God brought you. And it's time to lift up that hand that you've not been using. And say, here I am. Here I am, God. Use me in this place that I call home. So the reason why this is set up differently today, I don't quite know what to call it, but Fatmon said, likened it to this. It's a jobs fair. <laughs> because building the church is full of jobs. And your greatest reward is eternity. Because eternity starts here. Eternity is going to start... I've not got my glasses on, so I can't read your signs. So I might miss some out. Eternity is going to start in the cafe. Because here's the thing, we're on, we're on skeleton rotor in the cafe for people who will help do that cafe and help clear the cafe up at the end. The youth, oh my gosh, turn up on a Friday night, eternity is happening in the youth. It's happening in the media because this thing that happens on the screen, this thing that happens on the screen on a Sunday doesn't just happen, it takes hours and hours and hours, but if we had a bigger team, it would take less. You know, on, on the cafe... One of, if you understand church and, and the mission of the church, that's what we're here to do. Okay, we're here to be Christians, but there's things that we're here to do. One of the major missions of the church, and, and I don't like this word because outside the church, you don't really hear this word used, but it, it, is, it is the only word really that you, there's no synonym for it, and it's fellowship, it's community, it's friendship yes. within the church. And the cafe, Ricky's kind of talking about the cafe and, you know, but what's the point if you don't understand the reason yeah. and the need and the necessity? That place is crucial for people getting yeah. to know each other, connecting, having a coffee together. Yeah. Like Starbucks has taken off so well, the world understand that importance, don't they? Yeah. So media, we need a bigger team. Don't be like, oh my gosh, I can't use gadgets. I can't. You don't have to. You might be able to write a script. You might be able to do other stuff. Say something on the yeah. Do you mind? Yeah. I don't want to hijack your service. You kind of are, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm only sure. kidding. Yeah, go on. We're a team. Team first, babe. Yeah, thank you, honey. <laughs> on the <laughs> on the media. And and listen, if any if any of the leaders of this want to jump up as we're going through this now, then please feel free to do what I've done and just hijack. The media Team first, everybody, team first. We, we have a vision for the media. What you're seeing on the screens and, and those of you that are in life groups, what you're seeing on the life group TV that we're doing is far, far more than that. This last nine months, six months has been about us really working our craft and getting good at it and really knowing what we're doing with the media. Our plan, I was woken up about nine months ago, a year ago, and I, I've wrote the vision down and feel free for anyone who wants to know can come and speak to me and I'll, sh I'll show it you. I was given a, a dream, a vision for the media 
media with this church that God wants us to take it outside of these four walls if you look back to our governing document even the main purpose of this church is to spread the message the teaching of Jesus Christ that is the most fundamental important thing good teaching Bible says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Many mm-hmm. people suffer for lack of knowledge and lack of understanding. And we believe there's no one else in the Northwest doing, in the Northwest of England, doing what we believe we can do. There's people yeah. in America doing it, church in America doing it, but what we've got the vision to do, there's no one else. There's no, I don't even know of anyone else in the UK doing it. We've got great, yeah. great vision for it. We're going to see this thing grow. It's going to be really, really exciting. Yeah. So I'm going to read through this list and if you run this ministry and you want to jump up and say something because we don't want it to be us just speaking about things we're passionate about, we want you to be able to get up and speak because all the believers were united around the vision. So we've got the cafe, we've got youth, we've got media, we've got tech, I've got somebody on the starting block ready for her team to be read out. Tech team, anyone? Ayo? Come on, you're not shy. Oh, (laughs) worship. No, I'm not. (laughs) Come on, you can come and say something. Worship, host team, host team. Thank you, Laurie. New people's team, here she comes. Admin, building maintenance and cleaning. Building maintenance and cleaning. He's normally on babysitting duties. Oh, he is. He's with the baby at the back. Um, Pastoral care. There are people that need sitting with at hospital appointments. There's people who don't see anybody from one Sunday to the next and they were just like a home visit. Is that something you could do? Events. Whenever we put on events, it takes a massive amount of work with very few people. Do you want to be on an events team, the kids team? And then we have something called partnership. And partnership is where you're like, I'm not, I don't want to sit here anymore and watch. I want to partner with you. And there's a table for every single ministry. And so I want you to go around those ministries and I want you to have a look. You can speak to the people on the table. It doesn't matter. If you put your name down, I don't want you to think, oh my gosh, I'm signed up for life. You're just signing it up and then we're going to have a meeting with you and explain what it entails and then you can make your decision. And stop loitering. Come on, your partnership. As, as Io gets up to talk about worship, that's the importance of worship. Can you hear the difference? Can you hear how flat it's gone? Strike it up again, guys. So It who, makes I'm a sorry. difference, doesn't it? These guys playing, you know, David played before Saul. Yeah. And it eats things. Worship and, and unto the Lord is powerful. So, Laurie, eternity starts here. Host team, what's that all about? So I'm going to do a double. I'm going to do both host team and cafe because the fantastic Sophie Cross is currently sitting in the second row and she's the one who leads up cafe and does a fantastic job. We come here hungry for the word of God and we are satisfied in this, host, uh, in this service, but we are also hungry just in a physical sense. So the... <laughs> The, bo- the body is a vessel that the Lord placed a luminous being inside of each of us, but that vessel needs caring and it needs provision. So we on the cafe like to provide hot drinks, cold drinks, uh, chocolatey snacks, healthy snacks. We provide it all so that you guys can be healthy in your vessels and go forth in the way of the God. In way of God. Uh, in terms of host team, we are the first smile that we see on, you see on the door. We are the connectors who bring you in and show you where your next step is in Christ. We are the ones who uh, help out in, uh, right early in the morning to make sure the chairs are set up and the room is looking gorgeous. We are the ones who remove the obstacles so that the Lord can move in this place. Yeah, very good. So the more people we have, to, we can remove more obstacles and keep the enemy out of God's house. Amen. We are the host team. Amen. New Christians and new, believer, uh, new mm. believers and new people. So if you think back to when you first entered the church or any church and when you felt welcomed, what is important to you? And I am one person and I tend to see when people are new, but I am one person. And it, and it makes me really sad when people walk out of here and they haven't met with Jesus. Yeah. And that is what we're here for. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him being known. And we need a massive team, guys. We need a huge team. And 
It's, it is. It's about eternity. So if you can be on that team, if you can give someone a smile, if you can give someone a high five, I'm also doing the pastoral stuff, and that is really needed in this place because we are huge. I was talking to a lady this morning whose daughter is very sick. We need people by her bedside. Yeah. I was talking to another family that feel really lonely. We need people meeting up with them for coffee. We've got kids here that are really trying and looking to us, and they, need to, they want to be on teams but we need people to get around our kids. Yeah. So if you can do that, come yeah. and see me on the desk and you can have a rose and a chocolate. Eternity starts here. Just speak up what you're, there's four of you, whatever you're representing. Um, I'll, I guess I'll speak for the worship team. Um, you see us up here a lot. I'm going to be selfish and say I had a baby six and a half months ago and I'm up here every week. Mm -hmm. And as much as I love being up here, and leading you all in worship. I would also love to be there with my baby Amen. instead yeah. of always having, and I love him to bits, Ian and Hazel Ann helping me out with her. So if you can sing, if you've got a little bit of a voice, guess what, I can train you up to sing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need instrumentalists. You guys see Josh playing the acoustic guitar every week. If you can play, if you want to learn to play, yeah, come, come and join us and we will train you. And I'll also say this, on a lot of the teams, you only need to serve one Sunday in a month. And if you want to serve two Sundays in a month, then think about joining two teams so that you can help out more in other teams. Um, I was going to talk about the meet, I mean the tech team, but I want to start with the youth. I'm not leading the youth, but I have led the youth. And the age that these people are at is so crucial. If you think back to the time in your life when you were in youth or would have been in youth, they need people that are going to help them and shape them and help them to form godly identities that help them to go through life. Because everywhere they look, they're being told what they ought to yes. think. Everywhere they look, they're being told what they ought to believe. Everywhere they look, they're being told, this is what young people look like, this is what young people do. And it will be a travesty if they come to the house of God and they're not told, this is what God says about yeah. you. Yeah. And this is where God would take you. So if you have a heart to see young people radically change, if you have a heart to see young people become all that God would have them be, yes. join in with the, with the kids team because it, it starts from a really young age. But come and join the youth team and there'll be someone to speak to. Um, and the tech team, um, I guess if you enjoy the worship, if you enjoy decent sound when people are preaching, um, if you enjoy church news, well that's more media, but um, it wouldn't be possible in a building this size if there weren't people at the back. It's not only um, that mate, it's, it's, it's actually fun. If, you, if you've, any guys who've been involved in the tech and producing Women music, well. they yet. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. It? It's for women and men. Well, guys is, means women and men, don't just, it? Nowadays? Yeah, but I'm just clarifying. Yeah. Well, literally, you know, it's actually an enjoyable thing to get involved in. That desk is an incredible piece of equipment. The the stuff that these guys are using at the back, we buy the best equipment we or the, as much as we can. We use decent equipment. There's some great stuff to get a hold of and to learn and to grow. We're going places with all of this stuff, aren't we, you know? Yeah, yeah we have a heart to see. Um, and to excel in all that we do, particularly because we know the God that we serve and the God that we serve deserves the best. Um, and so we do training, we've done training recently yeah, um, where some people that would call themselves absolute beginners left feeling like intermed intermediate yeah, tech on, people um, because we want to invest in people. So if you have a desire or a heart and you've got no idea where to start, come and speak. Oh, that rhymes. Yeah, well done. Um, come and speak to me, I'll be on that tiny desk with my wife that's got all the fake I'm Wayne with the fake microphones on it just while the mic gets pointed handed over about youth men I'm making an appeal to you because women are coming forward to help with the youth we have no men who raises our boys yeah. um, so in terms of partnership um, if you've got a heart to help in any of these uh, teams and ministries it's likely that you are a partner that you uh, have Hope Church as your spiritual home. Um, and so a number of people here are already partners. 
Um, but today there's the opportunity for additional people to also sign up as partners. And you think, well, how is that different from being, uh, you know, helping in a particular ministry? The thing to bear in mind when we're growing the church is that there's some activities that, uh, and skill sets that we only need every now and again. And that's where partnership comes in, because if we know and understand the additional giftings, the, you know, the business experience that you have or whatever, that we may only need every now and again, that, that will, you know, we'll be able to harness that through the partnership network to, again, all contribute to growing this church, fulfilling the vision and growing the kingdom of God. It's not on the list, but I'm going to talk about life groups. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in a life group, and uh, these people trusted me and Kathy with running it. <laughs> um, you might say they were mad. They've done but, an incredible <laughs> job, incredible. But we, we, we've just found something incredible. Yeah. We got to know incredible people. Yeah. Um, God stretched us, he challenged us, and grew our faith through just stepping out and leading that group it wasn't like each week we we found that you know we were struggling to go to life groups we had a busy life and it's easy not to make that time in the week so this is a double message really it's one to encourage you to come to life groups and and there might not be one in your area at the moment because we've only got a few but it's worth coming out during the week it's not easy yeah. i know you've got all got jobs but it's if you just come here on a sunday it's easy for the enemy to steal the word away. But if you meet with fellow believers and you come along and you share your experiences, share your challenges, you will find that you will grow as a Christian. And the second thing is, we've only got a few groups. If this ministry is going to grow, we're going to need more leaders. So that means you coming along now, being part of that ministry and potentially leading a group in the future, it's going to be essential to grow this church, that we all meet together on a regular basis, have fellowship and learn more study the preach that's been preached on a Sunday. We do live group TV because just preaching the preach on a Sunday and then forgetting about it isn't good enough. We need to discuss it. We need to apply it to our lives. Challenge one another to really go for God and, and get to where our potential is. I'm having a two for one as well. Um, following on from Dave and life groups, I have messaged... Uh, some people this week about starting a business and professional life group. So for those of you who've had an email from Anne, I am Anne, because I know that I have emailed people who who I don't know. So please make yourself known. Come and see me um, on my table. Thank you. So church, we're not going to do the whole big song at the end. We're just going to pray and end the service. And the reason why we're going to do that is because we've got some business that needs attending to. And that is... We're going to build the teams. We're going to build the foundation with the miracle that's in the house because this is our church. This is our church. And no matter what the enemy has tried to do to our church, we're an army. (laughs) We're an army. And eternity starts here. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to get to our feet, and I'm going to ask you to visit each table. Even if it's something you think you're not interested in, who knows, you might find an answer on that table. Okay, and we're going to build this church together because it's our church and eternity starts here. Do you want to close in prayer?